Hi, this is Kevin, and I'm here to help. Have you ever had someone in your life that was pivotal, that was foundational, that changed you? Boy, if I listed the men and women that God has brought into my life over the last almost 50 years, the list would just be long. Last Wednesday night, my pastor was not feeling well, and he asked me to take over Wednesday Bible study and teach him for, him that, for that night. And we got into Acts chapter 8 and 9, talking about the Apostle Paul and his entrance into the ministry and his, his salvation. And I brought up the, the, the subject of how God used men like Ananias and Barnabas to help steer and guide Paul at the beginning of his ministry um, and how important it is. That was one of the things we discussed that, that night. And how important it is to have men and women and mentors and teachers and helpers and instructors and counselors in your life that make a difference. And I have had so many people, starting my parents and grandparents and instructors and pastors. I want to talk about that today. I want to talk about one of those people that were pivotal in my life and uh, give you some things that I learned from him. When I was about 11 years old, my family and I were attending a church, a little town called Green, Green, Oregon. And the pastor just hired a brand new youth pastor, a man by the name of James Elliot Witt. And I was too young to be in his class, but my brother was there. And I remember um, when I became of age and was able to go to the youth department, and I became part of his Sunday school class, and that was at a pivotal time where my family, um, just as I was getting to know Pastor Witt, my family um, had some struggles, and we kind of dropped out of church as a family. And I didn't get reunited with the man until I was right around 15. My friend Stephen started going to, he changed churches, started working for a different church, and my dearest friend Stephen invited me to come with him to the church that he is attending where Pastor Witt had moved to. And I went there for maybe a year, maybe less, and of course life got a hold of me and I got away from it. And then about a year and a half later, after about a little bit into my 16th year, I started attending regularly um, Victory Baptist Church in, in Roseburg, Oregon, where James Witt was the youth pastor, the assistant pastor. And I gave my life to ministry. It became a part of my life. But it became that because of the influence of James Witt. And a few years ago, my wife and family, we went back to Oregon. We were visiting my parents, and um, we stopped by the house. He has since passed. We'll talk about it in a sec. Went on to heaven, and I stopped and visited with his wife, Linnea. And just 
looked at the house that I had visited so many times and tears running down my face and just remembering the influence that he had in my life. Just an old South Carolina hillbilly that really taught me some wonderful things. And I want to share those with you because we, we have those pivotal men and women in our life. And if we're not careful, we'll miss, we won't take time to remember the good things that they taught us, the principles that they imparted. Let me give you a few of those. I'm going to do them real quick and then, then we'll, we'll kind of bring it together. Some things I learned from, from James Witt. Number one, center your life around the Word of God. I never met a man since, before or since, that was consumed with God's Word. Just studying it, reading it, memorizing it. He uh, went to Bob Jones years and years and years ago. and When he was at Bible college, he learned the old Jack Van Impey verse a day Bible program, memorization program. And the man would spend hours a day just memorizing the Word of God. He centered his life around it. It was important to him. It was pivotal for him, his family, his ministry. He loved the Word of God. How about this one? Make your wife and your children priorities in your life. Man, he loved his wife and children dearly. <laughs> His kids are all grown now, but I remember. I remember when they were young and born, and they consumed him. He loved them dearly. How about this one? Love the people you minister to as family, not just obligations. My friend Stephen and I, we kind of became the teacher's pet, or at least I think that, because we had known him longer than most of the people in our church. And to me, James became more than just a Sunday school teacher or a youth minister. He became one of my fathers of the ministry. A man who invested his life in us with his time, his prayers, his emotions, his attachment. He loved us as if we were his own children. I remember counseling with him and just having him cry with us, cry with me, impart wisdom. When I was troubled, taking time and taking me out to eat and just talking. And I remember him just treating me as one of his own. I knew he loved me. How about this one? Sing. Sing. Man, we did a lot of singing when I was around him. Bible verse songs, old hymns, old choruses, new choruses. Gave me a love and a joy of singing. How about this one? Your walk with God is more important than sleep. The man would get up at around 3.30 and he would literally have to go to a little restaurant called his mom's place, his little hole-in-the-wall place, and 
he would just sit for hours just walking with the Lord. Number six, coffee is good. <laughs> I remember, I, I don't know why, but I hated coffee as a kid. My dad always drank coffee. I remember the first time going to youth breakfast with, with him and the teenagers and and being introduced to that 50-cent cup of coffee from Mom's place. <laughs> Had about 50 gallons of sugar in it. Three-fourths milk. Coffee is good. How about this one? I know that was kind of dumb. Number seven. Allow God to work through you as you. He never, never put on a pretense of trying to be someone else. He never tried to be like the, the pastor, never tried to be like the world, never tried to be like someone else. He was just an old South Carolinian hillbilly. Flannel shirts, jeans, work boots, huge suspenders like uh, that a logger would wear. Just a good old-fashioned hillbilly. Allow God to work through you as you. I was, I was reminded of that years later when I, you know, you get the whole independent Baptist pastor pride. And I got chewed out by my mom. She goes, you're not acting like yourself. God's not going to use you unless you start being you again. How about this one? Learn to work with your hands. Learn to work with your hands. I remember spending hours building things, fixing things. I remember the old barn that he built. He literally built an old barn there at his house. The old-fashioned way, not one nail. Just wooden pins and logs and rough-hewn timber. Work with your hands. It is honorable. How about this one? Build something to leave behind. Build something in your life to leave behind. I remember walking into the house when I visited Linnea a few years ago and seeing the house that he built. The barn he built. The land he groomed. But he let more than just physical. I remember the hours spent teaching and training and mentoring young men and women for the Lord. How about this one? You may not be here as long as you planned. A few years ago, he was diagnosed with a brain tumor. And he passed away. Still young, just in his 50s. But he left behind an heritage because he planned that way. You may not be here as long as you think. So you better make it count every day, every hour, every week. How about this one? Stay true to principles. Your emotions will change, culture will change, societal pressures will change. 
but get good, righteous, time and biblically proven principles and stick to them. Stick to your principles. And last of all, don't hide from your roots. Don't hide from your roots. This goes back to just being who you were and are. Don't hide from your roots. God has built you in such a way because he wants you to be you. Yes, you're to grow. Yes, you're to do better. Yes, you're to be more. Yes, you're to let him sanctify you and set you apart and grow you. I went through that list, kind of a different podcast today. But I went through that list as I was thinking about him, wrote those things down. Who in your life has been influential? What have you learned from people? Have you thanked God for the, the men and women that have invested in your life? That have taught you how to work? How to live, have right relationships, how to pray, how to study your Bible, taught you biblical principles, taught you how to work, taught you how to play, how to have fun, how to smile, how to sing, how to forgive, how to stay faithful. The list goes on and on and on. We are not self-made people. We are the result and fruit of those who have invested in us. Take time. Look back in your life at the people who have invested in you. And thank God for them. Remember them. Remember things that they've taught you. And carry on heritage and pass that heritage on to someone else. You see, we all need an Ananias. We all need a Barnabas. We all need a James Witt. My mind is racing of all the folks that God has brought into my life. Thank God for them every day. Remember the things they've taught you. Give them credit for it. And pass it on to someone else. Don't stop. Don't give up. Keep going. And just remember where you came from and who helped you get there. Hope this helps to you. Help be hope this helps to you. Hope this is a help to you. Let's not forget those who have invested in us. Thank God for them. Love to hear from you. Love to hear about someone that has made a difference in your life. If you want to write me, it's here to help ministry at gmail.com. Share this. Let folks know about the podcast. I'm praying for you this week. Let's have a good week. Let's serve the Lord this week. Let's live for others. And let's remember where we came from. Have a good day. Mm-hmm.